When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Today is Wednesday, March 30th. Welcome into the CHGO studios broadcasting from Studio A today. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me today is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Today, we are without Vinny Duber. And to commemorate him, we have the cactus. He is not in Arizona today. He's uh, taking care of some uh, some family business. So best of luck to him in that endeavor. But we'll be out with Vinny today. Hopefully, he'll be back tomorrow. We know we'll have him on Friday. Herb, we can we can make up for it, though. We got Stephen Nicholas producing for there us. There he is. I love you, Stephen. Well, thank you, Herb. Man <laughs> with two first names like myself, Herb Lawrence. Where's, where's your first guys. two names at, Sean? Sean William. Eh, yeah. That didn't work. I mean, someone could, I mean, Anderson's, Anderson Severino. Oh, yeah. Sean William Scott, one of the greatest actors of our time. Stifler. Yeah. Yes. And that's what uh, good old Steve Rosen, Rosenblum used to call me. That's what you're it named was, after. It was, uh, yeah, Eddie Eddie Munster and Stifler were my two. Uh, oh, because you have a widow's peak? Yeah, because yeah, I have a widow's peak. I also so. have a widow's peak, but I cut that off. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I didn't. And you I can't didn't, see it because of the hair. Yeah, I didn't hats. realize that uh, I, I, I had one. Um, but. Yeah, I guess uh, Anderson Severino. Yes, get that jersey and you'll yeah. be all set to go. Sean Anderson Severino. <laughs> Steven's a good White Sox fan, though. He's been, been chatting with him uh, throughout the days. He's big on Adam Hazley. So, uh, you know, you got to watch out for this guy. He's got some deep-cut White Sox thoughts. I like the top prospects. Did and you go to school with Adam Hazley? No, Is I did not. Adam Hazley your so brother? a Virginia guy, I want to say. why do you yeah. like him? I'm an <laughs> Illinois State Redbird. Okay. <laughs> And uh, he's not. He's, yeah, Virginia, like you mentioned. And uh, afternoon to Zach, who's joining us on YouTube. You can watch us on YouTube. We broadcast live, you know, at 2 p.m. Once the season starts, that's going to change. Once the season starts, we'll be doing 15-minute pregame shows. We'll be doing 45 to a minute hour postgame shows, recapping every game Monday through Friday for you, or, you know, Sunday through uh, Thursday, I think, is our, our tentative schedule. But we're excited to be joining you. Right now, people are joining us on YouTube, 2 p.m., People are joining in the live chat. You can listen on Spotify. You can listen on iTunes. Uh, we appreciate all the support so far. Herb, I saw that we were at 30 on baseball podcasts in America right now. So that's that's really cool to see. The support that this is seen uh, coming from the ground up has been great. So thank you for supporting CHGO. Thank, and you, thank you for supporting CHGO White Sox. Uh, I just wanted to get that out there because Zach's always retweeting our stuff on Twitter. And what's going on, Shane? Yeah, Zach, Shane, Fred, all the guys in here, our guy Jimbo, I mean, mm-hmm been a great job with these guys who are following us guys and girls who are following us and checking out our live shows and then subsequently you know these live shows turn into the podcast from tomorrow morning right. so if you missed and your friends missed they can go catch up tomorrow morning or actually we posted like an hour after it, yeah. it airs so whenever you want to catch up on our uh, podcast you can do that whether it's your commute home whether it's your commute to work or just you want to have some white Sox action today we're here for you every day. Well, and I know Cherizi, a uh, former guest of the CHGO White Sox podcast, was mentioned he was walking, watching us during work. So, I mean, if you have a drive time 
ride home and you got an hour to kill, you know, or you got 45 minutes to kill, put the speed up to, to one and one and 0.2, 1.2, 1.5, and you'll be able to ride with us all the way home. So we do appreciate all of the, the support. Uh, and also Connor is in here, uh, and Connor's a Toronto Blue Jay fan. So, Herb, not only are we winning over White Sox fans like Shane and Zach, but we're winning over, apparently, Toronto Blue Jays fans. So Connor's good to see everybody. Connor's pissed that they're spending so much money. He's like, yeah. I'm done with this. <laughs> this is trash. He's upset that they just got Matt Chapman. We'll see how big of a fan he is if we end up playing them in the playoffs. Because right now, I mean, two of the top, what, handful of teams in the AL? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at the, the the East right now, and it seems like they'll have three playoff teams. And we just filled out our playoff predictions. Yes, we did. I think they'll have three teams in the playoffs. The Central will probably have one. Maybe four. Four? You no, think no, the Red Sox the, can the, sneak the, in? The, the East. You think the Red Sox can sneak in? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, are, who's better? As far, I mean, I know we're supposed to be talking White Sox. Soon. Hold on, guys. We'll get there. But, like, <laughs> the Blue Jays are great. Yankees are pretty good. Rays are always a surprise team. Yeah. And then the Red Sox. I mean, there's awesome people there on that uh, AL East. I do not want to play them. That's why I want to go to more of a balanced schedule. So, you know, if we're going to be letting all these teams into the playoffs, at least it's a little bit more fair for everybody. We get to play the Tigers. to get to play the Royals, Guardians, and the uh, Twins. So, I would rather be in the AL Central, 100%. Absolutely. AL East is a gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. I, I just worry about Boston's pitching. I think that with all the, the lineup that you have in New York and Tampa and Toronto, that starting rotation will not last for Boston. Like, they, they have a lot of hopes riding on Chris Sale. And I think, uh, let me check. Yeah, he's already injured. And we um, lost. So. And, we, and they lost Eduardo Rodriguez, right. who's on Motor the City Kitties. Motor City Kitties, who yeah. we'll talk about later. Yeah. Eee, see what I did there. <laughs> we'll be previewing the Motor City Kitties uh, later on in the show. We've been previewing. Our AL Central foes, we did the Royals yesterday, we did the Twins on Monday. We will do those Cleveland Guardians on Thursday. Thank you, Stephen. And uh, we will also then uh, talk about who's the biggest threat to the White Sox on Friday. So we'll continue the AL Central discussion with the Motor City Kitties today. We'll also talk about Michael Kopech. We got a lot of interesting uh, data and, and notes on him. We'll talk about how he's going to be used as a starter in 2022. But we'll start off, Herb, with an icebreaker. MLB's trying out something new. They announced today around like, eh, what was this, 11 a.m.? Yeah. Around 11 a.m., they announced Home Run Derby X. And I, I could read into what this is going to be about, but I think the best way to set this up, because I didn't know this until Herb told me it. Yes. This is the byline. This is the subheadline. This is what, you know, the, the short little bit that they want you to news, that, that they want you to know. Adrian Gonzalez and Johnny Gomes will be among the former MLB players participating in a global tour event. Why? And they called these players legends. 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 Johnny Gomes. Johnny Gomes in the legend at his crib. Come on now. Adrian Gonzalez was on a, on a video game cover and was an MVP. That is fine to call him a legend. Johnny Gomes, Giovanni Soto, and, and goddamn Nick Swisher is, is way too far to call those guys legends. I tried to get the uh, Tommy Bahama cut for you, uh, Stephen, before we started, but he has uh, a bad history of the White Sox fans. The 2018 did make the playoffs, mm -hmm. but 30 -30. as you recall, Nick Swisher was not the guy that we traded for for, him for Oakland and immediately traded him to the Yankees, who immediately, I think, won the World Series. Yeah, yeah in 2009 they did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, White Sox fans and Nick Swisher don't go together, so we will not be watching that. And, of course, 
former White Sox great Giovanni Soto's in there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to you quick about Swisher just because you bring this up. Like, I was 11, and Steven, you guys, I don't even know if Steven's mic was on. He audibly groaned uh, when I said Nick Swisher. I loved Nick Swisher when he was a White Sox. I thought he was super cool. I thought 30 was cool. He was a left-handed hitter. I was 11 years old. Relax. I had the uh, old 83 uh, 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 jersey uh, okay. of Nick Swisher. So... I was a big Swisher guy. I didn't know that he had so much crap on him when he was a White Sox. What was the what was his whole beef? I know Ozzy didn't like Ozzie him. Ozzy absolutely hated him. He thought I think Ozzy and I don't want to speak for him necessarily, but Nick Swisher was a fake hustle guy. Mm. So he would be sending out, Oh man, dirty cat saloon, dirty thirty, let's go, bros. And then in the clubhouse kind of begin sullen and hey, look at me type of thing. And Ozzy didn't dig it, and nobody in the clubhouse, as I recall, in 2008, dug what Nick Swisher was doing. There was a lot of people in there. I mean, uh, Orlando Cabrera was there, too, Mm -hmm. not the greatest teammate. So that mix probably didn't work out well for the White Sox, even though they did go to the playoffs and lost to the Tampa Bay Rays that year. But as I recall correctly, he was just a guy that, you know, played to the crowd. It's like, hey, guys, we're doing this. We're having great time, bros. (laughs) And then, you know, in the – in the clubhouse, he would be real fake. So Ozzy wasn't a fan of that. And I remember distinctly that when they first got him, and this was when Kenny Williams was the general manager, he didn't hustle like a ball out to first or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Kenny went Kenny Williams on him and said, we, we run out balls here in the, on the White Sox. <laughs> Stay out of White Sox business and run that ball out. Damn it. And that whole year for Nick Swisher was a disappointment. I don't know what the numbers were. He yeah, played very right. well out there in New York. Like, they loved him out in New York, and I don't know if he played well with the Indians after that. But, yeah, I was not a fan. I'm sure these people who are watching right now are not fans of Nick Swisher. Yeah. Tommy Bahama. I have yet to see a single positive comment in here about Nick Swisher. Good. Uh, Swisher Sweets over Nick Swisher is one of them from our guy Baloney. Damn straight. Uh, I will always remember Nick Swisher. Uh, what is that? And and having an oversized piece of chewing tobacco in his mouth while playing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just the, the gist of Nick Swisher content, uh, content, uh, comments that are coming through. Uh, Swisher from 2004 to 2013 had an OPS plus above 100 for every year except... 2008. 2008, when he was at 93. So the only time he was a below average hitter in his, you know, first... 11 years in his career uh, was with the White Sox. I think that was one of the times that the White Sox traded Giovanni Gonzalez uh, to get Nick Swisher. Really? I I believe so. I think they got Gio back. Did they trade Carlos Gonzalez too? And they traded him out to Oakland to get the Dirty Cat Saloon. Swisher was traded on January 3rd, 2008 for Ryan Sweeney, Gio Gonzalez, and Fontino de los Santos. Yeah. So, and that was the second time they traded Gio? Yes. Because I remember the first time he went with, uh, uh, it was Carlos Gonzalez, I think. He went the, to the Philadelphia, I believe. Didn't huh. he? I believe he went to Philadelphia in that uh, Aaron Rowan trade. I he was, wrong, uh, right? in December, he was traded back to the White Sox along with Gavin Floyd for Freddie Garcia. Gavin Floyd. And yeah, he was in the Aaron Rowan trade, uh, Aaron Rowan and Daniel Hagwood for slugger Jim Tomey and Gio Gonzalez. Look at me. 
Damn. White Sox historian Herb Lawrence. Look at you. And Gio Gonzalez is a, is a White Sox legend. And I think he's, he's a better representation than uh, Nick Swisher for the oldest franchise in, in the MLB, the Yankees. Or, uh, you know, Johnny Gomes representing the Cubs or Red Sox. Giovanni yeah. Soto representing the Cubs. Let's talk about Home Run Derby X here. You can see on the screen uh, the names that are listed. What Home Run X is, it's going to be a new event that is slated to go on a global tour with stops in London, Seoul, and Mexico City in 2023. Two, they will feature former stars, which they're calling legends, like Adrian Gonzalez for the Boston for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Johnny Gomes for the Boston Red Sox, Giovanni Soto for the Chicago Cubs, and Nick Swisher for the New York Yankees, competing as a part of a team on a reduced version of a baseball field. Inspired by the success and simplicity of Home Run Derby the day before the MLB All-Star Game, Home Run Derby X has been developed with the goal of attracting a new audience to baseball, creating high-energy live event experiences and opportunities for digital storytelling sounds fun right herb i mean it's not for me i'm 43 so they're not trying to get me into the building trying to get folks like yourself into the building Ooh, look at a home run by this mlb superstar no no one's gonna be watching this because adrian gonzalez is there i'll be watching just because you know i'll be on to laugh for a little bit but like the players who are not batting at the time will be out in the outfield and then get points for catching a ball it's just i said it to you guys before it is a decent idea that I don't think is fully baked. Yeah. And maybe MLB is just trying to throw it out there this year to see what's going on, get the four biggest fan bases probably in Major League Baseball mm-hmm. with the Dodgers, Cubs, Red Sox, and Yankees, and try to get eyes to that. And they can maybe on the fly change it up. And next year have actual legends participate in this. I would love to see Barry Bonds in a home run contest right. now as a 40, what, eight-year-old dude. Type of thing. My thought immediately was Sammy Sosa for the Cubs. Maybe. I mean, that would be great. I don't know. But, that guy hit a lot of home runs in his Cubs career. Cubs owners don't know who that guy is. <laughs> right, yeah. They, they got too much pride for that. But I, I agree with you that it is half-baked. Like, the actual idea sounds all right. In each event, there will be points up for grabs for both an offensive and defensive standpoint. Each batter has an at-bat that consists of 25 pitches, while two other two of their opponents will be playing the outfield. A home run is worth one point, while catching the outfield is also worth a point. There will be additional ways to score, such as target hits and battering. Batters hitting consecutive home runs. So it is just a way to score and using more of the fun, uh, exciting moments like, you know, defensive catches in the outfield, uh, nailing something in, in the field, hitting a home run. Like it's trying to make it more of an accessible way for international fans to get into baseball which is fine. That's a good idea. The home run derby is exciting. I'm not mad at this idea, but when you talk about half-baked, the inclusion of these legends, it's just concerning the choices that they made. Mm-hmm. Adrian Gonzalez is really the only like name on here that, I, 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 that makes sense to me. And then the other ways that these teams are going to be made up of, there'll be an MLB legend, There'll be a superstar, a player who worlds, uh, hails from the world of softball and women's baseball. And uh, some of the names that are listed on there, I know like Paige Halstead of uh, UCLA fame is uh, is on there. Rookies, players from the men's developmental system. So it'd be nice if like the Cubs were going to bring up Brendan Davis or something like this. But it doesn't feel like they're going to send them across the country or across the world to participate in Home Run I Derby mean, X. It's September 17th, the second one. So, theoretically, Brendan Davis could participate in the Futures game. And I think the first one is, like, July 17th, right before the All-Star game. July 9th, September 17th, October 15th. So, Brendan Davis can compete in all three of those things because it's going to be All-Star break. Then the minor league season is going to be over on September 17th. I don't think he's going to be called up by the Cubs unless they trade Wilson Contreras, either now or before the trade deadline. And then, 
after the season, he can go to Mexico, I guess, Mexico City, and participate in that. I am not checking for it. I understand what they're trying to do, and I applaud them on that, but I don't think the execution was great. They, it seems like rushed. Right. Like you had the whole offseason to think of something like this. It seems like, oh, shit, we're playing baseball now. <laughs> let's do something. Sorry, I spit a little bit. Yeah, okay. Oh, let's do something now. Uh, Homer next. Let's do it. <laughs> and, like, the, the one part, too, that, like, we were really baffled by was the wild card, the influential content creators. And this is why I think it's more of a global event. Uh, Steven, if you want to bring up the, the list again, uh, the guy for the Cubs was the one that we immediately went to Google. Spencer Owen is the wild card influential content creators. You Google Spencer Owen, what comes up? first herb in america uh, a, a crematory in minnesota it is a funeral home in minnesota called spencer owen so oh hey look at Perfect. that thank Perfect. you Good job, Steven. so it's just like none of those na- other names really jump out to me it's just i i you talk about half-baked and it's like i have no reason to watch this outside of entertainment factor and I don't think it's going to be that entertaining because the people in it, uh, I you know, I mean, outside of the softball players, like these guys are all out of their prime. And I guess the rookies are, will, be, will be interesting to watch, too. But it, it just seems like such a weird balance of talent here that makes no sense. Yeah. But, and Fred points out it's like a big three. Like the NBA does yeah. the big three. Well, they're not the NBA. Uh, Ice Cube and these people with former NBA players. But that makes sense. The game three on three is a game. People play three-on-three three all the time, half-court, right. and just put brought it to the uh, courts. And they just added, like, a four-pointer, which is, like, nothing. They didn't change the game of basketball. Exactly. When you go out with your friends, yeah, sometimes you play home-run derby, but for most part, you're playing games. You're playing full-ass games. And I don't know who this influencer is. That Simon, what is his name? The guy from the Cubs, Spencer Owen? Yeah, Spencer Owen. I don't know who he is. He's uh, He runs a... Uh, UK gaming league uh, overseas. Uh, let me get Who's the checking for that. Who's checking for my man like <laughs> we that? are? Get a real Cubs person. We have Cub people here. C H E O Cubs who are influencers. If you don't want those people, Mike Cerami. You know, you got different people out here. Yesterday we had Joe Kilgallen, comedian, in here. It's Cub guy. If you're gonna go for these guys, the Yankees uh, influencer, which I think I saw the first uh, portion of this tweet sent out, was talking to Yanks. And who's a bigger Yankee fan that you know than John Boy? Right. You know, just get those type of people. Then you get some eyes. You get some of those people who are gotten million of uh, followers. A guy who's built up a system from the ground up, and I was uh, like, he gets Trevor Plouffe and all these other people on his uh, network. That would have been a little bit more sustainable. The Dodgers with L.A. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Come on now. Even if you had Bill Murray as the Cub representative, I'm right. sure you know that's a little tough to get because Bill Murray's Bill Murray. But hey, Bill, you want to fly out to Mexico people, City on October 15th and hit some home runs? None of these people are people like, watch notable. At least I could watch. Like no, at least I could t- tune in. It's like okay, I want to see Kristen Chenoweth ground into a double play. That'd be sick. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice name drop there. Uh, she's like, much more this, popular, and you guys probably know Kristen Chenoweth more than Spencer Owen. This Spencer Owen guy has never tweeted about the Cubs. Ever. He is the Cubs representative, and he has never tweeted the word Cubs before, ever. He never tagged the team, never said the word Cubs. I don't think he's talked about baseball. He is the founder and CEO of Hashtag United, a one-of-a-kind football and esports club. How, which, would our, which team, would, uh, which players would represent the White Sox? I mean, we already have two former White Sox in there with Giovanni Soto and <laughs> Nick Swisher. Like, we're thinking about in that realm of yeah. uh, n- underwhelming White Sox player and then the underwhelming White Sox representative as the social media guy. Who will those people be? 
I got one. Okay. Well, who's your White Sox legend? My White Sox legend, it would be Alejandro Diaz. Okay. <laughs> is he? Is he? Do you know Alejandro Diaz just as much as you know Giovanni Soto no, was a Cub? I, I, you know what? The first name that popped into my head? Huh? Star, uh, international baseball star, Diane Vicieto. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he's still playing. He is. He's I really, mean, he's a star. Korea? Yeah, he's he's big over there. So, I mean, that's that's the first name that popped up to, for me for, uh, for for legends. Social media one's tough because, like, yeah, you could throw out us, but I don't think we're big enough. Like, I mean, that, no. that guy at least has 600,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I think that, like... I think we'd be shooting for the stars here to be like, oh, Chance the Rapper, right? But, like, I think there's uh, Kenny Beecham, who's a 2K yeah. creator on YouTube. Like, he's from Chicago. Like, that could work. Like, he's got thousands and hundreds of thousands of subscribers. So, it's like... And, yeah, Frank Thomas would be the realized, real, actual superstar. Right. If they you were, could put a legend yeah. to it. That's 100% Frank Thomas and Kerry Wood. Yeah. Kerry Wood on the north side, yeah. I would have him over Giovanni Soto with the bat. <laughs> Hell yeah! Shout out 2003. Uh, Dwayne Wise was also thrown out there by uh, by Connor. Yeah, so I, I just the idea is fine, but as you say, the first iteration of this seems half baked, and like I'm not gonna watch it. Like I'll watch probably the first one on July 9th. No, we're not. I, isn't you said it's right before the All Star break, right? Yeah. We're going to be so inundated with baseball this first half. We don't want to see garbage baseball. We don't add garbage baseball to our to our ledger. That's right. going to be dumb. Well, now I'm thinking, too, it's going to be in London the first day, then Seoul, which is in South Korea, and then Mexico City, which would be easier time-wise. But at least the first two, London and Seoul, like, just thinking about getting up for NFL games, like, I don't want to get up at 10 a.m., especially during the baseball season. Like, that's why I got a job in baseball for games to start at, like, 6 p.m. I'm busy. Uh, Saturday, July 9th, Sox play Detroit in Chicago at 110. No, Yeah, I'll be at that game instead of watching Home Run Derby X. Home Run Derby X. It's so cool because they put the X there. The best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from CHGO Locker, all for making more than a 50-time first-time deposit or more at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better with their newest feature, live college basketball same-game parlays. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet, and online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Plus, during PointsBet's Match Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. So it makes sense. You know, put a $50 deposit in. Use code CHGO. Make a bet of $50 on Saturday while you're watching the college games. And then if you make a $50 pregame wager, you're going to get a free dollar, you know, $20 live bet. That's $70 worth of, uh, worth of money right there. You could possibly win the bet, too. And you get all the CHGO stuff. You get the membership, you get the shirt, and you get access into our discount. So what are you waiting for? Live your bet life with points bet. We also want you to live your best life by using Strava Coffee. I've been using it more and more. I like their decaffeinated CBD-infused coffee because I like to take it, you know, right before I'm going to bed, 
around midnight. And yes, it is coffee, but Strava is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. CBD from help doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you like feeling alert and focused without the jitters, live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, Inducing CB, including CBD in your daily routine can help you enjoy more restful sleep. So you wake up feeling your best. So when I take it right before I go to sleep, especially the one that's decaffeinated, I get a very, 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 very restful night of sleep. And the best part about Strava, it is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effects of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their order when using the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. All your and if you already love Strava like I do, you can subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Again, go to StravaCraftCoffee.com and use promo code CHGO25 to get 25% off your entire order. They've, they've been a, a really good uh, sponsor. I really like the, the stuff that I've gotten from Strava. So just wanted to nail that home there. And I, I tripped over the ad read just a little bit. All good. All just good. a little People bit. People know what you're doing. Let's jump into Mark Payton. White Sox signed Mark Payton Oop. to a minor league deal. That's a fair question. Okay. Mark Payton is 30 years old, but you should know him. Should I? If you are in the Orland Park area, because he's from Orland Park. He's a St. Rita guy. So shout out to the White Sox bringing home a Southsider. I'm a, I'm a fan of this. I mean, I remember the most famous St. Rita guy who played for the White Sox. Ed Farmer. Ed, uh, Ed Farmer. I was yeah. about to say who. I was yeah. uh, my, 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 my mind went to David Deal, although he went to uh, Brother Rice. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, definitely won't be the most famous Rita alum. To we play all know that St. Rita is the best of the Catholic schools. It's uh, no, stop it. par excellence. I mean, whoever went to St. Rita, you guys know. You guys are running things much more than Mount Carmel or garbage schools like Marion and Catholic and whatever school you went to. Brother Rice? There you go. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Is that just oh, because you're a big Ed Farmer fan? Oh, Is that you're, you're, yeah. you're on the Rita gang here? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Friends. Yeah. All right. Saint Rita, 79th and Francisco. <laughs> I mean, not St. Rita, but that's where uh, Ed Farmer, I think, lived as a child. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're in the right area. It's uh, I think it's, what, 60, 69th and... Like 77th and 77th Western? 77th and Western, yeah, it's something yeah. like that. Uh, I drove by it yesterday, and I didn't even realize it. I just I ended up in, in, in that area. I saw Fat Johnny's, and I was like, oh, hey, I'm by St. Rita. Uh, Mark Payton has been in the Reds farm system for a bit now. He's played... 32 whole entire MLB games, eight games in 2020 with the Reds, 24 games with the Reds in 2021. The White Sox just signed him to a minor league deal. He's a left-hander, bats left, throws left, 5'8", 180. What are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Mark Payton, the White Sox, signing him to a minor league deal? As I said yesterday with Adam Halsley. Halsley? Hazley, damn Hazley. it, that's another damn dollar. I, I, I didn't even realize it. Son of a bitch. I didn't even realize it. Adam Hazley. You could have called him Hazley this entire this podcast. deal, it's a minor league deal, can hurt, might help. The guy, I mean, as we're going to sh- highlight a little bit later, is a guy that does well in AAA. Mm-hmm. It hasn't necessarily shown itself in the majors, but he hasn't got a real shot yet. So a flyer on a guy, especially a hometown guy, that's really not going to cost you much fine it's you know i wish 
and we were talking about this earlier, that he goes up to Michael Kopech, who's wearing 34, right? Yes. And just offers him like $10,000. Like, hey, dude, I don't have that much money. Can I get that number? And then he has the Peyton 34. Everybody's going to buy that. That's what I want. Do it, it, Mark Payton, immediately. It would be such a huge boost to jersey sales. And it's like, you know, when we talk about making content, sometimes we make evergreen content. That's an evergreen jersey. You could buy a Payton White Sox 34 jersey, and it doesn't matter if you remember Mark Payton because everybody will just think it's a Walter Payton White Sox jersey, which has no issue. And I don't know it's not the same thing, but I look for a Justin Herbert jersey, and I look for Trevor Lawrence jerseys because Finally, there's people with my name in the league. <laughs> Let's go and get those. And I know, you know, people who are Bears fans across the globe would go and get a Mark Payton 34 jersey. It would probably be top 10 seller. You're anti having a name on the back of your jersey, though, right? Correct. Except of Except your name? For me, yes. Yeah. I'm, I don't judge other people if they have a player's name on there. I just think it's much more convenient for myself, who is a White Sox fan, to put my name on it because I'm never going to leave the team. Now, Mark Kotze is going to leave the team, and Mark Tian is going to leave the team. <laughs> Rob Ventura is going to leave the team. All these people, uh, if I would have had the jersey, uh, their names on my jersey, it would have been weird to be wearing a Mark Kotze number seven yeah, jersey. Yeah, those, those poor Mark Kotze jersey owners, there's probably dozens of them out there, especially the White, Sox, uh, White, the White Sox version. But comparing Adam Hazley and Mark Payton, uh, there is some interesting things about Mark Payton. Like with Hazley, I, I do think that we've seen – what he is. I I don't think that he's catching up to the MLB. He's had over 300 plate appearances, 300 at-bats, and he is an under 700 OPS guy. He doesn't have a great eye. He strikes out a decent amount. I just don't think that he's ever going to be an MLB guy. But you look at Mark Payton, and we have the stats here. He's been in the AAA since 2016. From 2016 to 2021, he has played over 300 games in AAA. And that's a, a, a lot of numbers that you're looking at right now on YouTube. But the biggest thing is there's only 11 players from 2016 to 2021 who has played over 300 games in AAA. Those are the 11 that have hit that have hit 850. That have had OPS over 850. A.J. Reed's on that list. White Sox great. White Sox great. Rangel Ravello is on that list. Former White Sox great. White Sox great. Mark Payton is now on that list. And it's not a, a, a Vogelbach too. eye-popping list, but there are some names like Dan Vogelbach on there. Like, it is, it's an interesting list. If he turns into one of these players, that's a win for the White Sox. If he turns into Daniel Vogelbach, who is a all-right MLB player, right? That, that's a win. That's a huge win. If he turns to A.J. Reed, that, that's a loss. That is Especially a huge if loss. Uh, Ricky's the manager. He's going to bat him fourth the day before he gets DFA'd. Yeah, I just don't think Mark Payton has gotten enough of a run in the MLB to know what he is. And you could say that he's 30 years old and, you know, he's he's he, he, he's a 5'8". There's not going to be a ton of power, but I think it's interesting the makeup that he does have. And some of those stats are boosted by 2019. His career high before 2019 in AAA, he had 10 home runs. Yeah. 2019, he hit 30. Let's go. He tripled his career output. I think it was because of the ball. Do whatever you need to do, Mark Payton. I, he's, he's bring playing, that guy back. Yeah, bring the ball back. Because if Mark Payton comes back with that ball, he hit 63 extra base hits in AAA in 2019. I'll sign up for that in right field. I think people would say to your Mark Payton thing is that Adam Hazley is only 25 years old, 26 years old going to yeah. be this year. So there's much more prime in front of him while Mark Payton is 30 years old. He's had a chance. He's been miring down in the AAA for 
what, six yeah. years? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Or so probably didn't play in 2020. But I think that he's fine. Like, if he is that guy, and we have a stat that's pretty much saying that right now from our guy Jay Kuda that says that the ball that's being used in spring training right now is having the effects that they had in 2019 to a greater de- a degree. There it is right there. Just mashing the ball. So it looks like in every MLB ballpark this year, we'll have a humidor to stop all this home runs uh, going out of the building. But it looks like the ball they're using is back to 2019 ball where that stuff was going out of the the stadiums every single day. And we got the record from the Minnesota Twins, Mm -hmm. the weird-ass Minnesota Twins of, what, 309 home runs at a season. Yeah, thank you, CeCe. Uh, You look at the – if you can't see the stats, by the way, it's 2019 spring, 2019 MLB regular season, 2021 spring, and then 2021 regular season, and then compared to the 2022 spring. From our guy, Jay Kuda. From at Jay – is it Kuda or Kuda? I don't know. C-U-D-A. At J-C-U-D-A. At-bats versus home runs. At-bats per home runs is the uh, stat that he's using. In 2019 spring, 27.9 at-bats per home run. In the 2019 full regular season, 24.5 at-bats per home run. 2021 spring, 27.7 at-bats per home runs. In 2021, the full season, 27.2. And then in the spring of 2022, 24.4 at-bats per home run. Maybe that's also just because of pitchers taking their time ramping up. Like that could play into a factor, but this is the most at bats per home runs uh, in spring training. And this is more than 2021 and 2019. So it is possible that, you know, the, the, the juice ball's coming back and Mark Payton's going to be your, 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 your salt in right field for the Chicago. And White I Sox. just want to pause for a second. And I know you guys are out there. We're discussing Mark Payton and Adam Hel- Hazley. Yeah. Like, you might yeah. never see these like, guys in White Sox uniforms. And it's not, you know, that, like, we're really discussing these people because they might be on the Major League roster getting Major League at-bats this year for a championship contender in the White Sox. Well, that is an indictment on the offseason that they've had right now and kind of us. Like, we're just like, Ugh, I guess we've been beaten into su- submission. Like, we know that a right fielder's not coming. It's going to be the people who are on the roster right now. But it's very telling to me that Andrew Vaughn got hurt. Tony LaRusso said what he said. And then Rick, it's like two other guys, two minor league guys. Right. Like, let's trade for Adam Hazley. Let's go and sign Mark Payton immediately. I know this Mark Payton thing has been in the mix for a while. I think uh, James Fox had talked about it. But it's just very weird, very odd that we're discussing guys that are – that shouldn't even be close to being discussed. Yeah, you got – Brendan saying you're uh, speaking the truth here, and it's true. I mean, it does speak volumes to what they're doing. It is so funny, too, that, you know, Tony La Russa says, well, you're not a White Sox fan if you're, you're not paying attention to what we have in right field. And then his GM literally just goes behind his back and adds two different guys. But that's the thing is they're not adding guys to take away from the three guys that we've talked about. It's Adam Engel, it's Andrew Vaughn, and it's Gavin Sheets. Those are your right fielders. It's not going to be Mark Payton unless someone gets hurt. It's not going to be Adam Hazley unless someone gets hurt. These are your three right fielders, and that's what the White Sox have been telling you. And I, it's, it's, it is frustrating. I, I do think that... This team, if they were just a little bit more aggressive, fans would feel a lot more better about them. And this team, if they had that extra bat, whether in right field or whether at DH, they would be a 100-win team. That that upgrade would make them, push them over the top to where you are now a true 
top two team in the MLB. And they could be still if they stay healthy, but there's a lot of ifs for them to get to 100 wins, and there's a lot of ifs for them to be the top two in the AL. As I said yesterday, and I always say, I'm process over results, guys. So if the White Sox were to go and get big-time free agent, either mm-hmm. at second base, right fielder, at the beginning of this offseason, and the White Sox were to bow out in the ALDS like they've done or the first round of the playoffs like they've done in the previous two years, I think most White Sox fans were like, we went after it. We tried. Right. It didn't work out, but I like the effort. See, this year, when you don't try and you don't go and upgrade those two positions, because I think Josh Harrison is fine. He's not going to be a guy that you're like, wow, we got this guy for only $5 million? Awesome. <laughs> um, and the right field situation, as I've always said, it's fine. But if you go out and make those aggressive moves, people are like, okay, at least you're trying. Like, no one is going to say to, as a Toronto Blue Jay fan, if Connor is still watching, man, the Blue Jays really didn't go after it. Or the Mariners, teams like that. The Angels, even though they are you know, still don't have pitching depth, they went out and got people right. where they're going to try to improve their team. This White Sox offseason has left a lot to be desired, and if they do go out in the ALDS, everybody's going to be like, what the hell, man? We well, even try. The thing, too, that's most frustrating before we wrap up this segment here on Mark Payton, that's become less about Mark Payton, more of our frustration with the White Sox, is that they haven't been aggressive. Josh Harrison for $5.5 million is not an aggressive move. It's a safe move. Leary Garcia's for $5.5 million is not an aggressive move. It's a safe move. Signing Joe Kelly is a safe move. When you look at how they've spent the money, that classic quote, the money will be spent. This is from Patrick Nolan, how the Bryce Harper money was spent. And this isn't fully using all of the free agents because a name that isn't on this list is Yasmani Grandal. But in 2019, they spent $30 million on Ivan Nova, Yonder Alonso, Calvin Herrera, and John Jay. In 2020, they spent $26 million on Edwin Encarnacion, Calvin Herrera, and Nomar Mazzara. In 2021, $26 million on Liam Hendricks, Lance Lynn, Adam Eaton. And in 2022, Craig Kimbrell, Joe Kelly, and Kendall Graveman. I mean, that's where the $26 million that could have been spent on Michael Conforto alone, Craig Kimbrell, Joe Kelly, Kendall Graveman, right there. That's where the money's been spent. Uh, played devil's advocate, the money was spent. That's true. It I was mean, the, spent. It wasn't spent wisely, but yeah. it was spent. But that's that's the argument there, is that not only have they not been aggressive, but when they have spent their money, they've spent it poorly. Yeah. Outside, just, of, outside of Hendricks and, and Grandall and Lynn. It's been very disappointing. I hope and wish Mark Payton the best of health and luck. St. Rita guy, you know you can't keep those guys down. You Want to see him in a uniform this year? I just can't. Like, he has to, if he plays, he has to wear 3-4. Otherwise, I'm not interested in Mark Payton. Not <laughs> a second. Yeah, I'm, I'm not interested if he's not wearing 3-4. Or, or what was Sean Payton's number when he was a uh, scab player? Maybe he can get that one. That would Bears. be better. Uh, you know, 17. 17. Who's Where's 17? 17? Uh, Ross, Ross Glode still here? Uh, no. Wasn't it... Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, it wasn't Yonder Alonso. What, Yonder Alonso wasn't Yonder, the last 17? I think he was the last 17. I got this. I'll go to, I'll go to uniforms here. Uh, 17. I know it was Ross G. Lowe. Oh, last okay. Last player to wear it was on the team last year, Luis Gonzalez. Oh. Ryan Goins in 2019 and Yonder Alonso in 2019. <laughs> on Adrian Nieto, Tyler Flowers, Chris Getz, Ken Griffey Jr., Darren Erstad, Ross Cloud, Tony Graffinino. 17. You want me to keep going? If you don't get the 34... <laughs> Cut it in half. Get 17. You also have uh, Jerry Hairston and Oscar Gamble on here. So, no, you know, it's, it's a deal. And Carlos Jerry Harris- May. Jerry Hairston Sr.? 
Yeah, Jerry Hicks. Harrison Sr. So, awesome uh, pinch hitter. I don't think Jerry Harrison Jr. ever played on the, the Chicago White he Sox. didn't. Neither his brother. I, I do think, though, if Mark Payton ever gets called up on CHGO bets, I will be telling you to take Mark Payton to record a hit or something like that. We'll be on PointsBet. And if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You could download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever, so you can win. You could so you could start. You can win on PointsBet. You got to get the you know you got to get the, the bets right, but you can also start living your bet life in seconds. Downloading the PointsBet app and signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We have to let you know about CHGO. We got podcasts for free. We got live shows for free. We got post-game shows for free. I think there was a question about the post-game shows, too, if we can find that. All of that's going to be free. We're going to have... Just to put a thing in there, what we talked about, what we're talking about with Michael Kopech, our guy Vinny Duber, who's not here today, he's on assignment, wrote about that, and the only way you can read that is becoming a member of all CHGO. Right, and Zach asked, will you guys be doing post-game shows or a different schedule during the, the the season? We'll be doing a different schedule on a week-to-week basis. We want to cover the most important games to Sox fans. So, like, that first week, uh, we're definitely going to cover opening day. We're probably going to skip that Saturday, but then we're going to recap the series on Sunday. Our Vinny goal will be is there to, both on Friday and Saturday in Detroit yes. live, and then back here in our CHGO studios for post-game on that Saturday or on that Sunday. So the goal is to any important game or any important series, we'll have a podcast at the start of the series and at the end of the series to preview and to recap and to reset. So it's it's a little bit of a moving schedule, but with the baseball schedule is basically what you can expect post games and pregame shows, but we'll make sure that's tweeted out at CHGO underscore White Sox on Twitters. But all of the post game shows, all the podcasts and all the live shows will be free. But like Herb mentioned, Vinny's writing about Michael Kopech, his great writing about Michael Kopech. Only members can access that right now on allchgo.com. You get the premium written content. You get a free shirt when you become a member. We have all this dope merch for you to choose from, from the CHGO locker. And you can get the access into the members-only Discord. So if you become a member at All CHGO, you get access to premium written content, you get a free shirt when you become a member, and you get access into our members-only Discord. We call it the CHGO Lounge. Herb, let's wrap up this podcast. we got two more discussions. We want to talk about Michael Kopech, mm-hmm. and we want to talk about the Motor City Kitties. Let's start with Michael Kopech. You mentioned our guy Vinny Duber. He wrote about Michael Kopech. Make sure that if you are a member of CHGO to go check that out. But Michael Kopech is going to make his first start down in spring training tomorrow. He's projected to pitch two innings. It feels like it's a little bit late, mm-hmm. a little bit delayed. Mm-hmm. Are you nervous about Michael Kopech? I was nervous with Michael Kopech when they announced it before all this happened. Now he has had a late bout with COVID like end of February. Mm-hmm. So it delayed his starting of his pitching program. And we're going to see his first pitching on the mound versus another team tomorrow for two innings, and he's paired with Vince Velasquez, who's also pitching two innings in that game. Yeah, 
I'm a hundred percent worried. This is a guy we're going to be depending on for probably our fourth or fifth starter. It's going to be trouble already because we haven't ramped him up enough for 150 innings, which you would kind of expect for somebody at the back end of your rotation, especially a rotation that is going to be challenging for the AL Central crown. So, like, we have one-fifth of our starting rotation already a question mark, and that's not even putting in Dallas, Dallas Keuchel. Keuchel. Yeah. Two innings tomorrow. This is the end of spring training. He's going to expect it to pitch. Like, if we go by he's the fourth or fifth starter, the sec- the first or second game in Chicago, the 12th or 13th in April, I mean, they can theoretically skip him mm-hmm. and go and wait until the next one, but we're going to need him eventually in this rotation. Yeah, I'm very worried that Michael Kopecka is pitching only two innings tomorrow at the end of spring training where we're going to need him this season to be the Michael Kopech that we've envisioned. And, you know, I'm sure that – Ethan Katz and Rick Hahn are not too alarmed because they don't seem as much as I read read the quotes from uh, Vinny's article. But me, I'm always an alarmist, especially <laughs> when it's starting pitchers. You saw what happened last year with the playoffs. We can't afford to have a guy be iffy and then pair him with Vince Velasquez, which I think that's what they're doing. No one has said that, but the fact that they're pitching the, together, like you know, Michael Kopech pitches four yeah, innings, and then Vance Velasquez comes in and pitches two or three innings. It's a good. I'm good on that. I think it's a good. Uh, not four. Uh, it's a good look ahead to what they will do in the regular season. It seems like they want to line up Velasquez and Kopech, Kopech because not only you know if Kopech can only go four innings, Velasquez gives you that length. But let's say Kopech you know, has a really rough first, throws 30 pitches, and then, you know, by inning two, he's, he's at 55 or whatever. Like, they might pull him at that point. They might not wanting him going over 60 pitches. We're not sure what his pitch count is. But it does look, I'm a little, but a little bit less worried about the workload and the ramping up process because right now, uh, you know, tomorrow will be, th- today Dylan Cease is pitching on the 30th against the Rangers. Tomorrow it will be uh, uh, Michael Kopech on the 31st. But then it looks like on Friday... It should be Dallas Keuchel. And then if you go from there, Dallas Keuchel on Friday, Giolito on Saturday, Lynn on Sunday, Cease on Monday, and then Tuesday, the final, Tuesday the 5th, the final spring training game, that will be Kopech's final spring training go at it. So he could pitch six innings in spring training and then have the days off from the 5th to the 11th to get ramped up for that opening day, uh, or at least home opener on the 12th. I'm not that worried about what his workload might look like. I think that he will be fine. I think that he will be ready to go in this rotation on the 12th and able to go four innings, depending on you know his actual performance. But I think that he can give you four innings of length to start the season, which is, I think, you know at least enough with the bullpen. So he's an opener. I don't want an opener unless we're— He's more of an opener if he goes four innings. We're specifically doing that. Like, Garrett Crochet, yeah. that would be an opener for me. A guy who can pitch you two innings— absolutely destroy the team's first six hitters or seven hitters and then bring Michael Kopech in for whatever relief you need to do. And he can go a little longer. Then you get to the big-time bullpen. You know, Michael only goes four innings. You get the seventh, eighth, and ninth for all the people you have in the uh, bullpen, all the arms you have in the bullpen. That would be a better plan for me. Vince Velasquez, (laughs) nah, (laughs) real good. Real good (laughs) on him being a tandem of Michael Kopech, and I know that Garrett Crochet is more than just a tandem guy, and you would want him to pitch whenever he's available because the White Sox only have, I think, two lefties in there with Aaron Bummer and himself in the bullpen. 
But, yeah, I'm very worried about Michael Kopech only pitching two innings tomorrow for his first start in a White Sox uniform this spring training, and then he'll pitch, what, 3-4 in the next one just to ramp him up or whatever if he can get out of that inning on that Tuesday? Yeah, and if he can, you know, on that April 5th, the last spring training game, I think if he goes three or four innings, I'm not too worried again on, on that home opener that he can he can repeat that performance. And we just have to look back at what he's able to do. He can, He's better than Garrett Crochet, at least when it comes to stamina. I, I think that we are concerned, and that's why Vinny wrote about how the Sox are balancing the future and the present with Kopech and Crochet. But Kopech, I mean, he's proven before that he can handle some workload. I mean, back in 2018 when he was a rookie, he had two appearances where he threw over 80 pitches in a game. He had two appearances, or one appearance where he went six-plus innings. He was he had an appearance in April last year where he went five-plus innings. Like, I, I think that asking him to go that deep early into the season isn't too much of an ask. I think it's just asking him to do, oh, hey, can you give us six every night? I think that's that's the bigger issue. I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried that if, you know, they, they they go with the schedule, they pitch him tomorrow, they pitch him on the fifth, I think he's ready for the home opener. And I hear what you're saying, but also throw on top of that, we've been talking about Yohan Moncada. Remember his year when he yeah. after he had COVID? It was unpredictable. The man was tired all the time. And this might be a thing where Michael Kopech doesn't have the stamina to do the things that he usually would do in this situation without COVID. I don't know how it's going to affect him. I don't know if a long COVID things will be uh, tearing him down and uh, draining his energy. It's just a question mark that we was already question mark, and now it's like three of them. Yeah, and one thing that he said about the COVID was that uh, he feels ready for opening day, ready to pitch every five days once the season starts, and that this is his dream job. And that's something I do want to focus on because he talked about this as well with Chuck Garfine on the White Sox Talk podcast that in the back half of the season last year, he felt like he was getting out of a rhythm. He felt like he wasn't as competitive as he was early on in the season. So I think locking him into that rotation is also going to be important just because of his, his, his mental side of this because it feels like the bullpen, while he embraced the role, it didn't feel like a natural fit for him. Where the rotation, he, he, he talked about liking the pressure on him, that he liked that I'm the guy that's going to set the table, let's put it all on me, let me try to go give you the best five innings that I can. Okay. I think that's important for the Sox here especially with his growth and development, because I know there is concerns about Crochet and what he's going to do and how he's on the Kopech plan this year, but there is no promises that he's going to turn out into a full-fledged starter. There is there is less of a chance that he turns into a starter, Garrett Crochet, than Michael Kopech. You have to give that. it a shot that Kopech is going to be able to handle this. I mean, he, he's had two seasons over 100, 100 innings pitched. This is their plan. If, if you wanted a different plan, if you don't like this plan, that's fine. I wanted Carlos Rodon signed. But the White Sox, from what it feels like, they're preparing for him to go every five. They're preparing for him to give him three to five every start that he makes. And I think they're expecting him to do that from April all the way up to October, which, again, brings up the construction of the roster into question. But him as a pitcher... I'm not that concerned about. You look at when he was hey, had four games of rest or four days of rest or more last year, 19 and two-thirds innings pitched, 27 strikeouts, two earned runs. He was electric on, like, typical starter days amount of rest. I'm excited for Kopex 2022. It's just more about if he can stay healthy. But if he stays healthy, I'm fine with it. It's just about not pushing that envelope just a little bit too much. Good point, sir. All right, let's jump into the Motor City Kitties. Ready? Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> Let's pull up their lineup. We've been doing this each and every day this week. We started off with the Twins. We started off with the Royals. And here is the Tigers. They are projected to have Akil Badu be their leadoff hitter in left field. It's going to go on and on. Who's What's that a reference to? Erica Badu. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't listen I to a lot. I said window of, seat. Yeah, I, I that wouldn't have gotten it either. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not a huge huge Baduiac. Is that what they call her fans? Erica Baduiacs. I don't know what they call them. Batting second, Robbie Grossman in right field. Batting awesome guy. third, Javi Baez, new face in shortstop. Fourth, Jimer Candelario is Heimer 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 Candelario. Former Cub also. Yes, he was. Uh, third baseman. He was in that Nick Castellanos trade. Uh, five, Miguel Cabrera at DH. Six, Ooh. Jonathan Scope at second base. Seventh, Riley Green out in center field. Spencer Torkelson batting eighth, playing first base. And Tucker Barnhart catching, batting ninth. That's their projected lineup. Who scares you the most out of that one? Or is, what's the scariest part of that lineup, in, in your opinion? Spencer Torkelson. Batting eighth? Not That's crazy. I mean, <laughs> I mean not that lineup is what they've shown in spring training. Those two guys, 7th and 8th, Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson, might not make the team because, you know, manipulation of us, of their service time. They should. They're, as uh, one of our guys, Chris Castellani, said, they're one of the best hitters, both Riley Green and Torkelson, in the Tiger organization. So they should be making the everyday lineup. In there, we didn't have Eric Haas, who's uh, yeah, Honus Haas. Honus Haas, or our guy Chris Tannehill calls. We know he's going to be awesome. I mean, we had to give the DH to the, one of the greatest hitters of all time, even though he's not that anymore in Miguel Cabrera. So that's a really scary, scary lineup right there. I say the Twins right now are a little more scary, but that lineup right there, especially if those rookies come and they do what they're supposed to do, it's going to be challenging. Well, that's very the thing. challenging for the White Sox. Yeah, kind of looking at that lineup again, like Badu was really good to start off the year last year. He tapered off just a little bit. Grossman's fine, but you take Badu and Grossman and move them to seven and eight. If Green and Torkelson are hitting, then that becomes extremely scary. If those prospects start to work and they move up and up and up and more up in the lineup, then Detroit is really, really getting dangerous. So yeah. that's 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 the scariest sign for them is the fact that Torkelson and Green are, you know, under 23 years of age, and yet, you know, they might be their best hitters come July. And look at that balance. A lefty switcher, right, switch, right, right, left, right, left. Good balance there. Awesome people. Like Tucker Barnhart, that trade they made, yeah. or uh, the acquisition mm-hmm. to get Tucker Barnhart, awesome. He's a... Good receiver, can handle the bat a little bit. I think that Detroit's coming. I've been saying that, I mean, the pitching as we're going to get into the rotation in a little bit leaves a little to be desired, but not much. Those guys are also coming if we're talking about Casey Mize, Tariq Skubal, and, of course, they got Eduardo Rodriguez from the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, and Brennan brings up your point of uh, Haas and... Barnhart are a good platoon. I mean, it might be one of the best platoons we've talked about so far. It's better than the Twins uh, platoon (laughs) that has Gary Sanchez focused in. And I think that the Royals are just going to trot out Salvador Perez for 150-something games this year. So like the third best catcher (laughs) in the AL Central. And the Guardians, I I couldn't even tell you because Roberto Perez isn't on their team anymore. So uh, by default... Jan Gomes still there? No, Jan Gomes is a Cub. So by default, I think that the the Tigers have the best platoon uh, in the AL Central because the White Sox platoon is... Osmani Grandal, and that's it. Uh, so I, I, I don't think there's much of a platoon in Chicago. So, I mean, this team is deep. I mean, you even look at their their bench. Harold Castro got a lot of play for them. Daz Cameron. Uh, Daz Cameron's uh, in, in their system. Victor Reyes, uh, Dustin Garneau, like all of those guys got a lot of playing time in the past couple of years, and now they move to the bench. Like mm-hmm. this team is deep with experience from guys that 
you know, not a lot of them are even over 30. Like, yeah. you know, Cabrera sticks out, but Scope, Grossman, and Garneau are the only guys above 30. Oh, and Barnhart, above 30. Yeah, and I was wondering last year why they didn't train Jonathan Scope. They saw I wanted this. him. Yeah, they saw this coming. Yeah. They saw that the white, the Tigers are going to be in contention. I don't necessarily think they're going to be taking over the White Sox this year, but 2023, it's going to be a battle because those people are pretty good. And once those rookies get a little taste of them, it will be in the pitchers readjusting them and they readjust to the pitchers. Those guys are both rookie of the year candidates, both Torkelson and uh, Green in center field. Absolutely. One of the guys we didn't have listed on there, uh, Jake Rogers, who you might have seen uh, last year against the White Sox. Uh, he's going to be out uh, with Tommy John. He had Tommy John back in September. So he's out for the Tigers. Let's look at the rotation for them. Uh, Spencer Turnbull also, also out yeah. with uh, Tommy John surgery. He got that back in July. Kyle Funkhauser, if you remember him too. I think he's a, <laughs> he's he's, a local product. He's a local product. Yeah. Uh, he, he's out. He's got lat discomfort. So their bullpen's a little banged up. But the names that you see right there, Eduardo Rodriguez, left-hander, just signed with the Tigers from Boston this offseason. Casey Mize, former number one overall pick in 2018. Tariq Skubal, former ninth overall pick in 2018. Matt Manning, former first rounder in 2016. And Tyler Alexander, second rounder back in 2015 is their rotation. And you look at the bullpen, uh, big one that sticks out to me, Michael Fulmer. Uh, former starting pitcher, former rookie of the year. He was their closer last year, and he was deadly in that position. They also added Andrew Chafin uh, in free agent this year. So a nice offseason for the Detroit Tigers. They got Gregory Soto, a lefty uh, reliever mm -hmm. out there. Yep. I see on the board right there, Michael Pineda just signed a contract with them, I think uh, about five, six days ago. So he can factor in later on in the season. While that's not, like, scary, Casey Mize is going to develop into, I think, an ace. And Eduardo Rodriguez, what he did uh, in his Boston years, is pretty solid. Mm -hmm. They have a team out there, and we we have they have our manager up there, <laughs> AJ Hinch, the guy that we were supposed to have as the White Sox uh, until they hired Tony Larusa. <laughs> Tell me what's wrong with those Motor City Kitties. Nothing. Tell me, like, I mean, the only thing I think is, as you alluded star to, power. Is, is youth. Yeah, and they're once they get a taste of the MLB and. Miguel Cabrera doesn't need to be, you know, triple crown Miguel Cabrera anymore. Scope. They just have people. And Javi Baez, which we barely talked about. Right. Like, I know oh, as White yeah. Sox fans, we poo-pooed that guy a lot. You're going to hate him much more this year. Slide McTaggy <laughs> is going to be doing things. And that's not my line. Slide McTaggy is somebody else. I want to give them credit, but I forgot who said it. But Javi Baez will be a thorn in the White Sox side for the 18, 19 games they're going to be playing this year. We didn't bring him up because we just talked recently about the best AL Central shortstop, so we talked about him there. But I, I do agree that White Sox fans will will hate him. Uh, his career slash line, yeah, his career slash line against the Sox has been disgusting, uh, which is unfortunate because I've always trashed Javi Baez. So hopefully uh, they could turn the tide against him. Just throw you know breaking balls outside of the zone. He won't hit him. Uh, but. It's the same thing he, with Salvi Perez. We throw yeah. fastballs down the middle, and we wonder why he hits home runs. <laughs> throw him something out of the zone. <laughs> right. Please, He'll chase Jesus. it. Um, that's, that's a big thing about him, is, you know, at least Baez. He'll chase it. Like, I don't know if Baez is one of those guys. Like, Correa, I think, can turn around the Twins just because of his great, great ability. Maybe yeah. Baez can do that, but I don't, I don't think he's a, a team carrier in any sense of the word. So I, I don't know if Baez is a, a massive addition, but it is addition, it's a big addition. Yeah, sure. I think he's going to be a thorn in the side because of 
firstly, we already have pre-hate right. from the Cubs thing, and he's going to do some work versus the White Sox. We're going to be like, ah, oh, Jesus, this guy again, celebrating, popping his collar, doing all the stuff that, as White Sox fans, we love. Right. But we're going to see somebody else being a little flashy and be like, ah. Get out of here, bum. Yeah, and the thing, too, about that that rotation, like the back four, like even after Mize, like Mize, Scooble, Manning, uh, Alexander, uh, slash Pineda there. Like, I mean, even, you know, Pineda's a fine player. I'm not too afraid of him. We've seen no, him with the either. Twins. Uh, they also signed Willie Peralta. Like, it, it's nice depth there. I like those for uh, for depth players. But Alexander, Manning, Scooble, Mize, like those guys haven't really had their full run in the MLB yet. So, I mean, this could be an up-and-coming rotation, too. So, if this team reaches 85 wins, I wouldn't be shocked. Me either. I think the only um, glaring thing there, the White Sox back in the day, I don't know if it, the, the numbers uh, presented themselves as such last year in 2021, but in 2020, they murdered left-handers. Mm-hmm. Murdered them. And they got three in that rotation right there with Rodriguez, Tariq Skubal, who was specifically they got off of. And they got another guy. I forgot now it's not on the Tigers anymore, but they used to eat his lunch. Matt and Boyd. Oh, yeah, Matt Boyd. Yeah, Matt Boyd. Just the, mm, Tim Anderson had delicious. a pasta party every time you face Matt Boyd. Delicious. It was great. And then Alexander out there, another guy of the uh, two first names uh, club, mm-hmm. he and Steven Alexander. Steven Alexander? Steven Nicholas. Ah, that's all right. That was Tyler Alexander. Okay. And that's Steven Nicholas. That's Scott Nicholas. That, that's Scott, Steven Nicholas. Okay. So, so many name combinations for me, guys. Tyler, Scott, Steven, Nicholas, Nicholas. Alexander. That's the official birth name. Sean that is Anderson your official. Severino. Yes, Sean Anderson, Severino, and uh, Herbert Lawrence. Justin Herbert Lawrence. Justin, Justin Herbert Justin Lawrence. Or, yeah, is Trevor. J- Trevor. Trevor. Why did I say Justin? Well, Justin Herbert. Yeah. So, Justin Herbert Trevor Lawrence. Perfect. Tyler, Scott, Stephen, Nicholas, Alexander, Anderson, Sean Severino. Uh, we could wrap it up now that we've, we've cleared that all up. All of the people. <laughs> uh, where do you think the Tigers are going to finish this year? I think they're finishing second. You guys had the, ti- the Twins there. Yeah. I think the Tigers are uh, more of a formidable opponent than the Twins at this point. If the Twins add pitching, they will be second. If the Tigers stay the way they are, the Twins stay the way they are, I'll say the Tigers finish second. But since I said the Twins will finish second, I do think that they will be aggressive. They'll add to their team. Uh, I think the Twins will finish second. I think the Tigers will finish third. Royals finishing fourth. And we'll talk about the Guardians tomorrow. Isn't that fun? Uh, so shout out, shout out to Cleveland. I wonder where they're going to finish. Can't wait to trash them tomorrow. Uh, thank you for listening to the CHGO White Sox podcast. We got to thank our great production uh, from Stephen Nicholas or Tyler Alexander Stephen Nicholas. So we forgot the name already. But thank you, Stephen, for your, for your great production. Thank you to Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. You can follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. We just had a poll out recently, so if you want to give us your thoughts, we're looking for that engagement. We're looking for your thoughts, so go follow us on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. If you like being in the YouTube chat and you know, com- conversing with us there, you can converse with us Thank on you. Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. We are... Conver- Conversating is a word now, but they made, they made that a word, and it's not a word, guys. It's just like irregardless. If you want to converse with us on Twitter, no. feel free, at CHGO underscore White Sox or at CHGO underscore sports. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Vinny will be back tomorrow. Herb, will Michael Conforto sign with the White Sox tomorrow? No. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow on the CHGO White Sox podcast.